talking last episode and I think the episode before about expectations and to say again for this morning, Stu, that this uh, topic on fathering is off the back of the study that I did a while ago on fathers and in particular I was looking at fathers of sons. Um, One of the interesting findings of the study was that fathers had an expectation that their sons would be like them that there would be this kind of natural affinity, this natural understanding, um, this similarity, if you like, uh, between themselves and their sons. And that one of the first um, uh, tricky areas for dads was, if you like, the disappointment, or if you like, the surprise, the unwelcome surprise, when their sons weren't like them. And so for me this morning, I just want us to think about the challenge of parenting. It's not only for fathers. We will, of course, be talking about fathers through the course of these times. But for mothers as well, absolutely. When um, we have a child, that isn't that easy to click with. Um, It's not a topic that's often spoken about, but it's definitely very real. Um, I've certainly spoken to mothers um, over the years Um, And especially early on, but not only early on in their journey as mothers, it can be this terrible sense, really, of not being able to easily connect or find a kind of an easy understanding with with their infant, with their child. And certainly this is the case for fathers, too. Um, And in my research, certainly dads were saying that, you know, especially if they had two sons, um, that they thought that their sons would be like them. They thought that there would be a natural affinity, a natural understanding um, between them and their, and their sons. Um, and when this wasn't the case, when they actually were uh, blessed, if you like, with a son who was different from them, um, it was more of a challenge for the dads because they had to adjust. They had to get a sense of, okay, hang on a minute, I thought this would be easier, or I thought it would be easy. Um, And certainly for mothers, they've said to me before, I thought we'd be so much closer. I thought that my child would want me to comfort him or her. I thought that he or she would turn to me and that I would be able to soothe him or her. Okay, so that can certainly be something that mothers would say to me early on. Fathers, because fathers tend to parent differently in the early stages, it would be more a sense of, you know, as the child gets older, I thought he'd like the things I like. Or I thought he would have the same kind of spark for life in the way that life sparks me. I thought that our sparks would be the same. And then when there aren't, dads and moms have to do some quite serious and difficult adjustments because (laughs) they're reminded very often and oftentimes in subtle ways oh my word um, this isn't going to be what I thought it would be yeah that makes a lot of sense Rob one the sort of the question I have at the top of my mind which might take us a little bit off a little bit differently but is that so my experience as I talk personally about this is Possibly, and so possibly this this is what what I'm thinking is that there are some where that's the experience which you've just described. There are some where they do click, and it is it does click, and there are also some possibly parents like I think I experience 
is where there's some things about my children that I click with and it kind of makes sense, you know, to me. And then there's other things where I'm like horribly surprised <laughs> at, oh, okay. So, you know, this little guy or this little girl is, is quite different to how I w would do things or think or process and it doesn't really make sense to me at all. So it's kind of like this, some of it does click and some of it doesn't click. Does it make sense, Rob? Absolutely. So I think parenting is always around this combination of similarities and differences. I think the difficulty and the challenge comes in though when those differences matter. When those differences start to affect, if you like, the bond, or when those differences are around areas that really matter to the parent. So, for instance, let's say that it's a parent who really wants closeness with her child or a bond with her child. And sometimes, to remember, we come into these uh, these uh, mothering and fathering roles. We, 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 we've got our own backgrounds. And oftentimes those drive what we're looking for. Um, and then you have a child who doesn't like physical comfort that much, um, just isn't really a touchy-feely baby, if you like. That's hard. That's really, really hard because that's something that the mother was actually really absolutely looking forward to. And for dads, and I know I'm being a little bit stereotypical here, but there's, there's truth in the, in the differences. For dads, oftentimes... It would be this idea that I thought my, my son or my daughter would like to play in the way that I like to play. I thought that they would think this was fun. <laughs> I thought they would like to come with me when I go off to do whatever I like to do. Um, or I thought that when I took hold of my child and started to maybe wrestle with my kid or do the rough and tumble play that dads often do, I thought that that would be, would be brilliant. I thought we could have a really joyful time together, but my, my son, my, my daughter doesn't want that. And that can be quite a jolt for us. So it depends on what the difference is. If it's a difference that hits on a cherished expectation, often one that we never knew we had, well, that can be tough. And just to say, Stu, that there's two expectations that most typically came through in my study with dads. And here I'm talking about fathers of sons. And the first was the expectation that the son would have would share the father's interests. Okay, that he would like the things that I like. And the second was a similarity of attitude. And that's an interesting one. It's a kind of a the way the boy looks at the world. So his take on the world, if you like. And what's really important about this, this idea of similarity and difference, is that those two combined, similarity of interest and similarity of attitude, have a lot to do with masculinity and the expectations that we carry into the raising of boys. What kinds of interests should my boy have? What sorts of things should he kind of be drawn to? And secondly, what kind of attitude should he have as he goes about his day. And there are those expectations that we carry inside of ourselves, oftentimes, and those expectations, particularly for boys, as dads, we tend to impose them, and I'm gonna use that word, pretty early on, Stu. So I'll give you a, sort of a little vignette, if you like, just to convey the point, because these things happen 
in micro moments the ways we convey our expectations and I remember standing with a group of guys and I was a young dad at the time and so were these these guys one of the dads happened to be holding his son in his arms at the time um, and the son was sitting there um, or he put him down to sit on the bench alongside him. And as, as the boy sat down, he crossed his legs, sort of feminine style, if that makes sense. And his dad, without thinking, I, I, I reckon, gave him a swat on the legs and told him to sit properly. And this guy was probably about three. So the message was, you can't sit like that. So even at the sort of the body level, there are these messages that we convey around the uh, the sort of the attitude, if you like, that our boys are supposed to take to take into their worlds. An obvious one would be an attitude towards pain, um, an attitude towards effort, if you like, um, an attitude towards um, competitiveness would be another very obvious one. And all of those attitudes, dads do run the risk of, of if you like imposing especially on a reluctant uh, withdrawn or perhaps sort of more sensitive boy uh, we run the risk of imposing those pretty early on and saying look you know you got to be like this so that would be an example of a difference that um, we don't just let it go so so the question that I can hear maybe even some of my friends asking is okay but I mean some of those attitudes are things that these boys are going to need you know for life possibly and and they're going to need you know a willingness to push through and to to uh work hard and um you know those are things that i think are important for everyone what do you say to that rob yeah right and in another episode we will focus squarely on what i'll call teaching toughness teaching toughness but to give you a little bit of a sort of a you know a, a taster now if you like if i can use that word for me, it absolutely has to be taught from the inside out. So yes, I think that fathers need to show their children how to survive in the world out there. Not just fathers, but mothers as well. I do think, though, that fathers oftentimes like to help their kids get stronger in their attitudes, get tougher, if you like. Well and good. But for sure, we need to be teaching that from the inside out. We need to be showing our kids um, how to actually do it in a way that's emotionally strengthening, not emotionally weakening or leaving a child brittle. Because if we do it wrong, they might look tough, but they're not. And that's the problem which we'll get to when we, when we do an episode on teaching toughness. We'll look at that properly. So, so that that would that's exactly what I wanted to then ask was um, so what's what is the problem with uh, this imposing? What, I mean, I think you've just referred to some of it, you know, the brittleness potentially. But but what are the why? Why would you not want to do that? You know, the thing about it, Stu, is that it can it will come across to the child as oftentimes a very harsh rebuttal, oftentimes a very uh, rejecting response from the father it's like um, if you go that way you'll lose me is the message the child gets if you act like that I'm going to turn my back on you I'm going to I'm going to the bond is at risk I'm going to withdraw from you as your father now 
we may not we probably won't say that and we probably don't mean it but the risk is the child will receive it that way and then start to feel really really alarmed really really anxious and again without thinking about it feel i've got to go this way so so that's one of the major risks Stuart, is that the child starts to act the way we want them to act but it's off the back of really uh, no self-awareness and it's not authentic yeah then no that makes complete sense and and so it's kind of like conditional love i'm going to love you well that's the that's the sense the child takes from it is that i'm going to i'm 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 only going to be loved if i do it this way yeah that's right so be this way or i don't see you so just to backtrack a little bit the thing about it for our kids Stu, is that a yes and an, an affirming yes from the father so the father sees us and he likes us as we are as we are he gives us this this resounding penetrating affirming yes to our spirits yes to our beings Stu, i can't um overemphasize how important that is for a kid the sense of my dad gives me this like one almighty encompassing yes for who i am of course he's going to get cross with me and act like a like a, you know, like a fool or bad misbehave. That's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that level one self-esteem. If I can go back to that, so this is the problem: is that we we daren't. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was going to say when our kids are young, but throughout our children's lives, they need that as a kind of a constant abiding truth. My dad likes who I am. Um, he likes the way that I'm made. He likes my authentic inner self. That's really, really important. It reminds me of Caleb when, when he was little. Yeah, he still is little, but 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 I mean little, little at, at pre-primary. And how he went through a phase where he really struggled with, I suppose one would call it bullying. Um, it wasn't anything hectic, but it was it was a, a sort of a form of bullying at, at, his, at, at his school. And, and we kind of chatted to a few people. I think, you know, I might have chatted to you about it a bit as well. And the, the sort of the overriding advice was, well, the, the main thing you need to do is just show him that, like, like he's okay with you. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're awesome, buddy. Because he's kind of maybe questioning that because of the stuff that's going on there. And you just need to make sure that, that he knows that, like, no matter what, like, you're okay. And the reason it reminds me of that is just because, you know, I suppose a kid who doesn't have that and goes through some struggles... That must be incredibly difficult for a, for a child and incredibly possibly even damaging. Yes, I would say so. It does take us into that territory, unfortunately, Stu. So we've got to be really careful of that. That's why I'd say to dads, sure, okay, we, we need to, I guess, be intentional about teaching toughness, let's call it that. But we've got to be super wise about it. And we will look at it because it really warrants at least one episode all on its own. For today, though, before... Um, this episode passes by. I want to I want to backtrack just a little bit, and talk about again this idea of similarity and interest, similarity of attitude, and it's really around the bond that father and son and daughter can enjoy. So, the dads that I spoke to, when they encounter a child who's different from them in these ways, so a child who doesn't really want to, if you like, follow their dad into his world, not easily kid doesn't like what dad likes the thing that dad's told me was that it was it's it was sad for them because they so looked forward to 
that bond with their kids. It was a loss for the dads, the sense of, you know, gee, I wish we had a closer bond in a way. It's like, I love my kids so much. I just wish in so many ways that um, we could be closer. And so what I want to say here again is just that for mums and dads, parenting a child who's different from us, it's, it's tender, it's, uh, it's poignant. We love those kids, of course. It's not that we don't love them. It's just that <laughs> there isn't that easy affinity, that kind of spiritual union or understanding that comes when someone is similar to us. They just see the world. We see it. They, they need the things we need. They like to do the things that we like to do. There's a kind of an easy, unspoken um, understanding a shared way of looking at the world. When that's not there, it's not as easy for us as parents. Again, though, I want to say that this is what I would call a difficult gift for us because we now have the opportunity to learn very, very, in very, very close quarters, what does it feel like to love difference? What does it feel like to open myself to a person who is in important ways different from me? And I want to say that for us, for, for dads and for mums, it's a difficult opportunity, but an opportunity to expand our love in ways that we simply wouldn't have if it weren't for our contrary kids. So that's really what I also want to say this morning. So it can be really tender and difficult for parents, but it also can be a gift if we're willing to receive it. So just to finish off then, just I know we can't we it's, we could almost do another whole episode on on this question, but just just very briefly, what does a dad do with that? Okay, Stu. So we are going to do a whole episode on that, and so let's do this. Let's uh, let's look at that question in this in, in the in the in the next episode. Awesome, Rob.